Welcome to the Unified Podcast, where we talk about God, Christian culture, and life in an attempt to bring unity and maturity to the body of Christ, demystify the supernatural, and find God in the ordinary. And we are your co-hosts. I'm Justin Heckel, and this is Caleb Carpenter. How are you doing, Caleb? I'm doing good. How are you, buddy? Doing great. And uh, it's been a little bit of a crazy week, I think, for everybody. But um, we're going to talk about some God stuff, which is always good. And so um, we've been doing a series on the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we talked about the gift of tongues first and then the gift of, of prophecy and the prophetic. And so we are going to wrap it up this week with the gift of healing. You know, I, one of the things that I think is really cool about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, there are a lot of times where we want to see more happen and I feel like what happens most of the time is we see the gifts happen more when we try to do outreach and and evangelism and they are a help to prove the gospel and I've seen this um, be especially true when it comes to things like healing and so um Today, we are uh, going to start off with Caleb. You have some things to talk about first, right? I do. Um, And let's actually just pray for this. Father God, I just thank you so much for um, the gifts that you've given to us through your Holy Spirit um, that help us accomplish the the work of the Great Commission, that um, prove that we are not merely coming on our own power, but that we are coming, um, speaking from the, the revelation of Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. And we just praise you for that. We give you all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So the gift of healing, uh, this one is, um, I think is very, um, conflicting, I think in a lot of people's minds, um, because it can be carried out in so many different ways. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of Christians struggle with it because, um, well, I think they just struggle with it because, you know, we've, we've turned it into a formula. I see so many people when it comes to healing be like, Oh, you have to pray this way or do it this way. And so we definitely, this is why we definitely want to touch on this one. real good. And, And let's be honest, too, there have been places where it's been abused and and where people have definitely set up uh, false healings in order to uh, wow people and whatever. So there's a reason for people holding off. um, And we'll get into some of that later as well. But yeah, well, I mean, for the reason for that is because, you know, you know, tongues, someone can, you know, can fake that and prophecy. It's easy to fake um, or, you know, only the person that it's done for really knows, you know, right. Uh, when someone gives a prophetic word over someone else, really only they're the ones that really know totally um, whether it was on or not. Right. Um, and so with healing, it can be easily abused because it's it really is a sign. Um, like a big, obvious, physical, you know, thing that people could see, you know, someone getting out of a wheelchair or something, you know? Exactly. And so, and so I definitely want to kind of clarify um, a little bit for us, all right? So 
I'm going to read First Peter 2.24, and it says, He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds we are healed. Um, and another, another meaning for healing is to be made whole. And so I want to really clarify that healing is something that was given to us freely at the cross. You know, he died um, for our sins and he was whipped for our, for our healing, really. He was wounded for our transgressions and uh, provided the healing for us. Yeah. And so, you know, anybody who feels doubt needs to understand that, hey, he already has made us whole. Spiritually, we have been made whole. We just have to believe in him, all right? So, so healing is a free gift for all, and all it does is require us to believe and align ourselves with his will for us and for those people around us. So healing is a free gift. So we, we don't have to doubt. But how it gets carried out is really where it gets confusing. Because um, I've seen, you know, with the gift of healing, some people would say everybody has the gift of healing. Because um, in Matthew 10, it actually was Jesus sent out the disciples and told them to go heal the sick. But, you know, that's kind of a call for all believers. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons, and give freely as you have received. But in the Greek, healing there actually talks about to serve you know, those who are sick, you know, go out, go feed those who are sick. And I think what this does, when we when we serve those who are sick, it it actually builds their faith. It helps them believe that they, you know, that healing is a free gift, because it's something that is so hard in our minds, especially when we're experiencing illness and sickness. And some people experience this for years, or their whole lives. You know, that's all they've known. So, you know, to serve them the way Christ would serve them really builds faith. That is so good because first off, because it goes right in line with some things that I had to say for later, but, but also I have a friend here in Omaha who most people don't even know that he probably is one of the best evangelists in town. They probably don't, most people probably don't even know his name. And the deal is that this guy is a physical therapist And he basically works with people in their homes. Actually, a lot of the people that he works with are like some of them are hospice and some Mm -hmm. of them are, you know, I mean, they're a lot of them are in rough shape. They can't leave their home, like all that kind of stuff. And he just serves them day in and day out. But a lot of the time it he gets around pretty quickly to the discussion of like, do you know what will happen if you die? today you know whatever and he starts in those conversations and and he asks them if he can pray for them and things like that but i truly believe his heart of serving them is what opens up the door for faith for Mm. healing when when he sees that happen and things like that so um so it's really cool that you brought that up because i never knew that about the greek that's cool yeah i mean i mean think about it i mean when and the reason why we're called to serve the sick is because, well, when you're sick, you really try to get attention. You know, I know every time I get a cold, you know, I, I kind of baby it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. And, but some people, you know, I've met I've met plenty of people who actually live, live to be sick uh, to get attention. You know, when we serve with the love of Christ and go beyond that, you know, it, it helps restore. It helps, you know, bring in this wholeness 
that you know they've been missing totally. right and, and that could be physically mentally emotionally uh or anything and so yeah so it builds up faith you know the will of heaven is for us to be whole and we stop begging god for something that is part of the finished work of the cross and resurrection you know this is very important because because if he already has finished this work and we say it all the time in church we say it when we talk to other believers so we really need to believe it Right. Right. So, so if it's his will for us to be whole, we need to stop begging God for something. So this is when we pray, you know, when we pray for others, you know, are we begging God to touch them or are we actually entering into a kingdom minded uh, thing, which would be, you know, at this finished work of the cross and resurrection, do we command the healing? Do we help these people contend for their healing? Because sometimes healing doesn't come right away because of our mindsets or our bodies need to align um, to what is already in the spirit. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes we have to fight for things, you know, our mindsets can hold us back. Well, you know, and, and, uh, I'm reminded of a, of a pastor that he goes, so sometimes I give kind of an unbiblical answer in order to get a biblical response mm-hmm. to people. He's like, they come up to me and they go, can you please pray for me? They're like, I'm so, I, I'm so tired. I'm, I don't have any more faith. I've been praying for my healing for so long and I'm just worn out. And the truth is, is that a lot of the time, um, that's why you can't get your healing because you're, you're trying mm-hmm. for it rather than just receiving it. And you're tired and worn out and being tired and worn out and stressed out doesn't help your body heal. You know, he, I actually have a good story for this. Well, too. his response for that. So his, yes. his response for that is you don't need to worry about it. Uh, mm. I have enough faith for both of us to be healed. And so when he tells them that, he says a lot of the time he sees them get healed pretty quickly yeah. after because they quit trying and they just rest. Yeah. Well, I mean, when he when he says that, I mean, it gives them faith too. Like, hey, I'm not doing this alone. Right, totally. Yeah. But no, I actually have a story. I'm actually going to read this as a quote, what I was just talking about. And I'm actually, actually have a story about it. That actually fits perfect. So so the will of heaven is for us to be whole. So we need to stop begging God for something that is a part of the finished work of the cross and resurrection and start commanding or contending for our mindsets and body to align to what is in the spirit until it is manifested in the natural. So a few years back, um, a good friend of mine, he had some health problems and um, like physical, um, he's actually blind. Um or partially blind. And so we, um, the, the Holy spirit really came into the, into the meeting and people were getting healed left and right for like, um, back problems and like arthritis type problems and all these things. Right. And so the preacher looked at him and he was actually up there, uh, for back problems. And so he got healed from it. And the guy praying for him looked at him and said, is that all? And he looked back at him and said, yeah, I think that's everything. <laughs> um, even though having a actual, you know, uh, very obvious problem. Right. Right. And, and that always stuck with me. And I was like, you know, how come he didn't didn't notice? And, and, and you know, this is this is where we need to help contend for each other uh, for our mindsets, because sometimes we don't even realize that we need to be whole in an area because it's not, it's something we've always lived with. That's awesome. Um, because, you know, you think about the fact even too of, to me, that almost reminds me of Jesus and the blind man. 
fact mm. that it's like you're God. And on top of that, you could work in the prophetic. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's like, but here a blind man comes up to you screaming, son of David, have mercy on me. And what does he do? He says, what do you want? <laughs> right. So he still asks him, what do you want? And the funny part is too, not with that story, but, but just in the fa- last, uh, well, shoot, I've seen it a ton of times happen, but in the last few months, I've seen it happen quite a few times. And one of them was with a pastor. We were at a revival meeting and they said, well, I think someone has uh ringing in their ears, you know, who has ringing in their ears. And, and he raises his hand and, and I'm sitting there t- chatting with him. We're both standing in the back and, and we're chatting. And so they come up and they pray for him and stuff. And he's like, eh, it's a little bit better and whatever. And, and and then uh, they go, well, you know, we just believe that it's going to keep on getting better if it's already getting better, you know, because they prayed for him a few times, you know, and, and he's like, yeah, it's getting a little bit better. And um, anyways, and so then they left and he looks at me and he goes, he goes, brother, this is the weirdest thing. I don't know how this works. He's like, I was about to leave because my elbow was hurting so bad. He prayed for my ears and my elbow got better. <laughs> he's he's like my elbow got better throughout the night his hearing got better too so but he was gonna leave because the pain in his elbow was so bad because he had had like tennis elbow for years Hmm. and so um so it was just really cool how it's like you know god wanted to do a few things in him and and how it's just kind of like, well, I'll just, you know, if they pray for your ears, I'm going to heal your elbow. You know what I mean? It's just funny things that happen. Right. Yeah. So so really what we've been talking about is just, you know, healing, you know, what you see for healing. But I do want to kind of mention, you know, the, the actual gift of healing. Um, there is actually something that separates it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the gift of healing, according to First Corinthians 12, 9, uh, sure. where it says, but some are given the gift, an anointing to heal. Um, you know, some, some examples would be like instant healings, um, or, you totally. know, the, in the natural, have you like, you know, if you go to the doctor, right. And, you know, in a practice or something and, you know, all the doctors might be great and know their stuff, but there, there's one doctor that just, you know, every time he tells you to do something, it works, um, versus the others, um, cause it, it's not like sure. healing is not always an instant thing. Um, you know, sometimes we super spiritualize it and we're like, Oh, whenever you have the gift of healing and you pray for someone to get healing, it needs to be instant. Uh, that's not the case most of the time. Right. Even Paul, uh, traveled with a physician. So, right. <laughs> right. Um, and so, I mean, even one of the books of the Bible is written by a physician. Right. Um, two of them. Yeah. And so, you know, the gift of healing isn't always, you know, just something that, you know, super spiritual people have. It can even be, you know, a doctor, like just something that sets him apart um, from the other doctors. Right. And so really what it is, is, you know, it's an anointing, um, you know, someone whose life really lives and breathes that aspect you know that's their mode of ministry um usually above other things and and you can tell um and you know the gift of healing it actually in the greek so this is what separates it from the other healing used in the bible which is to serve uh really means to effectually cure and so you know it's almost like taking it into a finished 
uh, product. Wow. So, you know, so to serve the sick or to heal the sick in Matthew would be like to help serve them towards their healing versus the gift of healing is really finishing it. Totally. Wow. <laughs> you know, also the gift and especially with anointings I've found in ministry, in my, in my ministry and what I've seen secondhand uh, as well growing up in a ministry family is that when the need arises for some, for there to be a healing, um, the Holy Spirit backs you up and normally the anointing will fall and, you know, you'll, you'll be able to operate in that gift. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, so one time I had a friend and, and this kind of is going along with all the different gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a friend, I can't remember how we got on the topic, but we were talking about how it says to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was like, yeah, but if it's, you know, if you're, how do you eagerly desire it and all this stuff? And, and basically he was saying what separates you trying to gain it versus it being a gift. Right. And I said, well, no matter how much you work for healing, you couldn't gain the gift of healing mm-hmm. <laughs> of supernatural healing by yourself. Like you just couldn't gain it. You just like you couldn't gain salvation by yourself, no matter how hard you work at being a good person, Mm -hmm. but your pursuit of it shows that you desire it. And so therefore it's given to you just like anything that in the natural, you take someone who goes, man, I'm just a fanatic about playing baseball or about carpentry or whatever. And they, they constantly research it, talk about it, listen to it, you know, all that kind of stuff. They feed their lives on it Mm. and they constantly go after doing it too. Well, those are the people that get better at that area of life. Mm. And so where I think that we can, we, we can look for a quote unquote, you know, well, for, for the people who have the gift of healing and stuff like that, we can look at them and go, I wish I could do that. You know, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, if you really wanted to do that, your life would be, your heart would be to just run after that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I can tell you right now, like, I love it when I get to see healings from people. I definitely want to see more happen. I definitely take steps to see more happen. But I have friends that are way more bent on just going after healing Mm -hmm. than me. And that's just because that's who they are. You know what I mean? And, and, and so it's like when that's what your life is, is made for, that's what your life is made for. And so, like you said, that's where you get the, the anointing for that, the gift of healing and Mm -hmm. whatever. And so I, I say that to say that we, we don't need to chase after the people who do it or something like that. If your life is meant for that, you'll have a desire to go do it. And you, you can, you know, you can ask for more desire and you can place yourself in a position to to look for more healings and things like that. But um, but we don't need to be envious or mm-hmm. like put people like that have that gift up on a pedestal. Right. So but but all the gifts we're supposed to desire them and we're supposed to desire them for the sake of what have we been saying all the last few times Um first Corinthians 13 for the sake of loving others and actually building up the body and and building up others. And so, 
it's not actually to seek a pedestal for ourselves. It's actually right. to serve others. Yeah. Um, the, uh, another awesome thing I think about healing is just the diversity in ways that, you know, people, you know, get their healing. Mm. Um, you know, and this kind of goes against the whole mindset of that. There's a formula to get the healing when, um, what was, was it Elijah or Elisha when the, the ruler came to him and he was dying and he told him to go, or actually told the servant to tell him to go to the river. And was it to wash himself? I think it was to wash himself. Yeah. To wash himself uh, seven times. times. And, um, and he didn't want to do that. And so we paid, you know, the servant to say he was going to, or to give him a different prophecy. Yeah. No, the Holy spirit never, you know, it's rare he works the same way, especially for everybody, because uh, we're all different. You know, and like with Paul, you know, whenever he, they would take the rags and stuff that he was using and, you know, give them to people to, um, you know, and then they'd be healed from that. Right. Yeah. And I know you have a story to go along with that. So, yeah, like, um, so where I wanted to start with, with healing, I, I really want to show Jesus, Peter and Paul. And actually, before that, I even just want to go into where where the um, you know the the to me the basic part of the gospel is even seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you, right? And that Paul says the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, and so in essence, seek first righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit and all these things will be added to you and a lot of the time you know what science even shows us is that when we are stressed out or tired or whatever or we we have anger with someone all that kind of stuff we have all these negative emotions it can be really hard for our bodies to heal but when we are in those right state of minds righteousness peace and joy that uh, our bodies actually are made to heal themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of healing happens just through making sure that we're in that state that, that Paul describes as being the kingdom. And Jesus told us to seek first. Mm -hmm. It's like when we, when we do that, the truth is, is that we weren't made to always seek healing. We were made to live in divine health. And so healing comes when we've stepped out of divine health and so we should be seeing healing or divine health as our main thing and healing as what happens when we've stepped out of it you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and that's yeah that's good and so um so the thing is because like also if if i'm always aiming for the bottom the bottom number right like if if I need a 70% to pass a test and I aim for 70%, well, shoot, I might lose that. Like, you know, I might not hit that 70%, but if I know I need a 70% to pass. And so I go, I'm going to aim for 90%. Well, that leaves me a whole lot of room underneath that. I still pass that test. So when I aim for divine health and I believe in divine health, I just live a life of believing that we're just supposed to always be healthy then it makes it a lot easier for me to believe that divine healing can happen because I go, you know what? I bet there's like a ton of different things that were supposed to make me sick in the last couple of days and they haven't touched me. Mm. 
That's awesome because really it, it turns our focus from trying to achieve something to stewarding something God gave us. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. When I have, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, that I like to work out. I like to do, um, I, and I've gotten into what's called the human movement culture and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and there are times, you know, I'm in my late thirties and as like, I, as opposed to you late twenties <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and as I'm moving around, there are times where I'll feel something like in my knee. Right. And the deal, the great part about it is that anymore, like I used to get freaked out a little bit. I'd be like, Oh shoot. Like something could pull in my knee at any moment. And now I've learned to go, no, just relax, figure out, is there a muscle that's pulling too hard and a muscle that's not working hard enough? Or are you not stretched out enough? What's going on? And a lot of times when I just stop and chill out and, and, and kind of, go, Hey body, what's going on? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'm able to relieve that tension in my knee and go about doing whatever I was doing. And so, um, because a lot of times when you get freaked out by it, you tense up and that's when even more starts to happen. And I would watch that happen with fighters when I'd watch, uh, mixed martial arts, the guys who were really relaxed, sometimes they would be in all out wars and they'd come out looking like they weren't even in a fight. And a lot of that scientifically comes because when you get hit and you're tense, wherever you got hit, the blood starts to pool there. And so that's what creates your bruising and, and your swelling and all that kind of stuff. But if you're relaxed, the blood just keeps on flowing. It's just kind of a cool little thing about science there too, but it's all about living in that righteousness, peace, and mm-hmm. joy. When you stay in that place of I'm okay, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it's actually where our bodies are meant to heal. But where I wanted to go with when it concerns the gift of healing, even is, is first off, I wanted to go with Jesus in uh, Mark chapter six and it, at the beginning of chapter six, it just talks about how Jesus was unable to do many miracles in his own hometown because they just didn't, uh, they didn't respect him that way. You know, a a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the deal is, is that he was unable to do many miracles. It says, except for a few healings, right. And um, I owe this to Jay West, who, who spoke on it a couple of weeks ago. God was just talking to him a lot about different things. But one of the things was this scripture right here, where it says, A prophet is without honor, except in his own hometown and among his own relatives and his own household. And then it said, um, he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few, pe- a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And then here's the last part of that verse. And he went among the villages teaching. And so the part that he stressed was the fact that Jesus couldn't heal, couldn't do many miracles except for a few healings. And so what did he do? It's not that he got frustrated and just said, well, fine, forget all of you. 
Um, they just had a lack of belief. So what did he do? He went among the villages teaching. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So he went around teaching the word of God so that they'd have belief so that he could heal them mm. and do miracles among them. I still want to serve you. I want to heal you and do miracles among you. But you think you know me too well. So I'm going to go around. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to do teachings on healings and signs and wonders and the works of God so that you'll believe and you'll be healed. And so... Um, because Jesus has, even in, in them having an unbelief, he still carries in himself the fruit of dwelling with the Holy Spirit. And one of those is patience and long suffering. And so I just thought that was such an amazing point about who Jesus mm -hmm. was. And, and so I'll tie this all together with, then you take Peter and in Acts chapter 6, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 5, it actually talks about Peter and the other guys um, going to Solomon's colonnade and healing people. And it says that nobody would dare gather near him, uh, near them, because they were afraid of all the power that was coming out of them to heal people, right? Which is kind of a funny thing to think about people being afraid because of a good work happening. But it says the belief was so widespread that then they would put people out into the streets as he would go to the temple, hoping that his shadow would pass over them and their relatives would get healed. So then you take Paul and you have Paul where it says that um, he tells the people, if I've taught you anything by being among you, it's that you can provide for the poor by working hard because I haven't ceased working tirelessly to provide not only for myself, but for my entire uh, group that has come to minister. Right. And so he, he tells them that what that shows me is that Paul was not nearly as concerned with being seen as a minister as he was in the community, the community being ministered to. And so, people could see the heart of Peter and how he sewed into the community. They could see that every day Peter was going to the, um, Peter was going to the, the temple. And so they had a belief that he was a holy man because he'd go to the temple every day. And then they would hear the stories of the healings that would happen there. And so they had a belief in his relationship with God. And so then they would lay their friends out and their relatives waiting for a shadow to pass by because they had a belief. So he had sown into them, just like Jesus sowed the teachings so that they could see the, the, the fruit, so that they could reap the, the healings and the miracles Peter was sowing by how he lived his life. Paul was sowing by providing for a team of ministers into a community that people had such a belief in him that they would try to steal his handkerchiefs that he would wipe his sweat with, which is what you were alluding to earlier, mm. that, that they would take that, um, those handkerchiefs and take them to their friends and relatives, believing that they would be healed or delivered of demons and it would happen. So all these guys, Jesus, Peter, and Paul, sowed and sowed and sowed by their life and their teachings mm. 
that healing is real. Miracles are real. I care about this community. I love them. I, I love this community and I'm close to God. And they sowed and sowed and sowed that. And people believed and they reaped a harvest of miracles, signs, and wonders to serve the community. And so I just, I just go, if you're not seeing everything that you want to see, my encouragement to you is that we only reap what we sow. Mm. And so if you're not seeing everything that you want to be seen with healings and signs and wonders, sow, sow into your own life, sow into other people's lives, talk about healings, talk about um, scriptures that talk about healings, write scriptures down and put them up on your wall or on your mirror, but fill yourself so into your own life and into other people's lives. And one of my things with that, a, a personal story I have with that was that I worked at the, uh, the mall here in town. Um, this is nine years ago or something. I worked at the mall and I just worked in the back of the buckle. And, um, when we would get flannel shirts in, um, we would, they would come wrapped in a strip of their own fabric and I'd always take those off. And I thought it was cool at the time. Cause I was in my, I was in my twenties, Caleb. So I'd, <laughs> I, I would, I would take them off and I'd tie them around my, my wrist, like, uh, like a bracelet. Right. And so I had all these bracelets on my wrist and I went downstairs and there was a girl who worked at the scooters and I'd always talk to her and, and I, you know, I'd obviously get my drink and whatever. And so, um, one day I came down and she just, you could tell she was, she had something on her mind and I said, Hey, you're usually so happy and bubbly and what's going on, you know? And she told me that her, um, boyfriend, had a um that he had gone to the doctor and they told him that he had a tumor on his brain so i told her i said well you know i said i've been watching a lot of healings happen and i said and i just want to tell you that there was um this guy in the bible and i told her about paul and about them taking his rags and stuff and i said you see these bracelets that i wear on my wrist i said i work with a prayer house in town these bracelets are on me all the time. I said, these bracelets have been doused in hours and hours and hours of prayer and worship. And the reason I said that to her was because when I told her the story about Paul, I saw her go, really? You know, like her face just said, really? You know, which let me know she has faith for her boyfriend to be healed. And so I, I told her about the bracelets that I was wearing and that I worked at the prayer house. And I said, I took one off and I gave it to her. And I said, here, take this with you. When you guys go to the doctor, your boyfriend is going to be just fine. And, um, and she came back a few days later, the day after, um, they went to the, the doctor for a checkup and she was just happy as all get out. I said, what happened? And she says, man, um, it's, you know, he's going to be fine. And so she was all excited. And so again, I, I sewed into her stories that I had been seeing happen. I sewed into her a story from scripture and how it happened there. And then I fed into that scripture by handing her something of mine and, and speaking over her. And so it, again, I, like you're saying, it's not about a ritual, mm -hmm. 
but it is about sowing and reaping. And, um, and so I, I just think that story, that story has always been something that has encouraged me to continually tell people about healing and, and signs and wonders and how God just loves to, that God even cares, not just about like the cancer, not just about goliosis. God cares about you having a cold, Mm. you know, God cares about you having allergies. He didn't make you to suffer this life. He made you to enjoy this life. And so anyways, that's, that's really what I got. I guess for me, that's, that's about all I got on that. And I think that kind of wraps Mm. up our, our uh, series on the gifts, Uh, unless you got any cool ideas, Caleb. But there's been a lot unraveled in in these three or four episodes, and um, and I hope I've I've actually had a few people uh, come up to me and say that these have actually really helped them, um, that they were confused about certain things or they just didn't have a certain faith. And I guess what uh, for for the gifts, and I guess what I'd like to really stress about what I feel like Caleb and I both convey when we talk about these things is that they aren't just for being on stage for, or for the minister or even just for at service. These are things that like God made us to uh, live in every day and be able to use in our every day. These are things that are made for us to live life to the fullest, live life abundantly, but also to spread the gospel. And so um, I, I just hope that it's been helpful for everybody. Caleb, do you want to pray us out of here, man? Yeah, let's do it. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for uh, the gifts that you have bestowed upon your people. We thank you for your grace and your love. God, we just thank you that um, you have given us the ability and the power to uh, overcome the world. Uh, I just thank you for giving us hope and faith. Lord, I just speak right now over those who uh, may be suffering with any illness or sickness, that you would that you would give them a new mindset, that you give them hope and faith to overcome what they're facing right now. And God, I just ask that you would help us um, see the needs around us. I ask that you would, you would show us where to sow because you said, uh, faith is like a mustard seed. So help us sow faith in the people that we are with every day so that we can start harvesting signs and wonders in our communities, because God, we just love the people that we are around all the time and the people you have put in our life and entrusted us with. And God, we just, again, thank you for who you are in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks again, Caleb. Um, man, you challenged me quite a bit. It's always a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) So again, thank you for the journey that, uh, everyone who's coming along with us on this. Um, thank you for the people who have reached out and said, this has been helpful. If you have questions and comments, would love to hear them. Um, would love to carry on the conversation and, uh, or if you have, um, certain topics that you've been going, well, I would like to know about this or that, you know, or this has always confused me or, or I don't know why I hear different sides from different parts Mm -hmm. of the church. 
would love to hear those ideas from you and, and just really have a conversation. And so um, until next time, let's get unified.